Hey listeners, it's Emily. I know around this time I usually launch into my incredible groovy theme song, but I wanted to use this first part of the episode to start mixing things up and and sharing some personal messages. I never get to speak personally to you guys um, very much, and so I just wanted to say hello, hi. I hope your 2023 is going smoothly so far. I hope if you're doing the resolution thing, you're excited about the goals that you've set for this year. Um, my husband and I are are checking off a, a big goal that we've had, which is to spend the month of February in New Mexico and work from there and ski and snowboard. And I'm really, really, really excited about it. But um, those episodes will be virtual, um, but still really, really good. I'm excited about the guests that I have lined up for that month. Um, yeah, I launched a Patreon also this week, which was another goal of mine for this year. Um, if you are interested in bonus podcast episodes, bonus content, getting involved in our Discord community, which is thriving and amazing, and I've connected with so many awesome people through that already, um, feel free to sign up. I'd love to have you be a part of it. I also want people to help me pick topics and guests for um, upcoming episodes. So if that's something you're interested in, I'll link it in the description, and obviously you can find it on all of my socials. But yeah, this episode, this episode is so special. I had the opportunity to connect and chat with an artist that I've been inspired by for a really long time. And that artist is similar, also known as Grace Baldridge. Similar creates Christian music that explores faith through a queer lens. And speaking with them was a testament to me that faith can look like whatever you want it to. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, and it's just, it's a really, really refreshing conversation to hear. I know you're going to get a lot out of it. We had a great time. Um, so, yep, I, 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 I did, I did, I did. Yeah. Do you feel good? Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. Okay. Hi. Hey. How are we going? Yeah, we're going. Wait, it's happening right now? Yeah. The podcast is happening? (laughs) Okay, cool. Okay, wow. Amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Do do you need more time? No, no. It's good. (laughs) I like like a running start. Okay. Yeah. I just, I I like it to be natural. Don't let me overthink it. We'll never leave. Okay, great. Perfect. Um, so yeah, thank you so fucking much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is really, really cool for me. And like, oh yeah, just how does it feel to be an icon? Um, I would probably have to ask an icon. Um, it, no. fe- but it feels very cool to be on tour, getting yeah. to play songs, um, that I like dreamt up and wrote in a very like private way, and now to publicly be able to like share that experience. Has it been going well? The Has the reception been it's what been you thought? It's been so much fun. It hasn't been what I thought because it's been kind of like beyond my wildest dreams in like the best way. Oh my god! Um, like l- the past two nights, people have cut out little ghost um things like drawings and put them in front of their phones for a portion of one of my songs and so and like they organize that on their own to like light up the room with ghosts for a song that for me is like pretty charged to sing so it's like I could never have imagined that level of support when I was and hearing songs sung back to you that you wrote in like a I mean, in, in private, right? And like in your own home. Yeah. And people are singing them from memory to you. Yeah. Your own words. And I think also songs that I wrote in such a lonely place. I think yeah. that's what makes it feel really special too. Yeah. In hearing it back, like that sense of community, being properly able to experience that because you can hear a collection of voices it's not just me singing it to myself because there are some songs that were just things I was willing I was like calling it into my life but I didn't really know how that was going to turn out and at the time it felt like maybe it wouldn't yeah you know I'm yeah looking for peace and understanding and I still am like I haven't arrived I don't know if I will I don't really know if that's the goal anymore but at least at least I know I'm not alone yeah and being able to do that on tour is like really really fun and I just I love putting on a show I love putting on a show with the band that we're able to do this with like Mm -hmm. I wrote Preacher's Kid on a USB mic it's honestly this is a way nicer mic than we did a Blue Yeti yes oh man does anyone get sponsored by Blue Yeti (laughs) no because like they need to people make amazing shit on Blue Yeti I I can swear on this right yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. well congrats on your immense success 
Um, I, I don't, I, I'm at a complicated place in my faith journey. I wouldn't consider myself Christian anymore, mm-hmm. but I think what's really honest and tender about your music is it's not just for people who are already in the club, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like it is so palatable for me to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what make it, makes it really special. Um, yeah, it gives me the warm fuzzies about Jesus <laughs> that remind me <laughs> why I was a Christian in the first place. So I think it's just brilliant and amazing. Um, so yeah, Preacher's Kid and Late Bloomer reached mm-hmm. the top of the Christian charts and it says here it sent the broader Christian music industry into cardiac arrest. Who wrote that? I did. You did. Okay. <laughs> Were you just shitting yourself when that happened? Yeah. Um, what if I was like literally? It was a mess at my house. No. Um, I. So I remember putting out Preacher's Kid, and talking to my wife about it because I was just in such an odd space in my life and with where I was with my faith and like questioning and relationships. Yeah. It felt so weird. And I remember telling her like, I think I kind of accidentally wrote this Christian record. Like that's the only theme Mm. that I was exploring. It still remains something that is a driving force for me creatively. And I was kind of laughing about the fact that I didn't really want to run from it. You know, I didn't want to run from what run from the Christian label of like, that is mm. what I'm wrestling through. I'm wrestling with my Christian upbringing and the fact that I am a person of faith. You were and raised I, Episcopalian, right? My dad is an Episcopal priest. Yeah. And then the youth groups that we would go to were more of the evangelical tradition, yeah. but I grew up in Waterloo, Belgium. So mm. it was, it was just kind of an odd environment in general. Cause Belgium is a very, um, I, this word is so corny, but secular country, you know. Was there even an evangelical population? It was in? Americans came over. Yeah, and actually, yeah. well, you can't see her, but my friend from growing up in Belgium is yes, here. She's in here. She's in the room. <laughs> she's among us. And um, we, we were all going to like youth groups and mission trips and stuff like that that were put on by Americans for other Americans living internationally. Yeah. It was a very weird spot to be in. And mm-hmm. so it could have been and I think in some ways part of why I've always felt this like an in-between person is that I was growing up in a country I was seeing possibilities I had people on my basketball team that were fully out or that were just not religious we went to an international school where there was a pluralism of faiths yeah but I was still had like this this one foot into this tradition that my parents were supporting by sending me to that like as a family unit we were like no this is where we're from this is our this is our truth yes look at how look at all this other cool stuff but like this is you know this is how we are Hmm. and I I still was like just really wrestling with how I fit in there and then of course adding in queerness into the mix just feeling like such an alien within my own faith but also um feeling such a degree of comfort in my lowest moments from my faith Mm. and like that just does a number on you as well do you still feel that totally Mm. i i think for me um it's harder to explain and i'm getting better at just making peace with that and finding being okay with the mystery of it and with a lot of the like cynicism like i think i'm the i'm always wondering if about being brainwashed like is it kind am i just too late do you know what i mean like if i I maybe you've proven at this point maybe (laughs) like no but i think but i think but i know but in the sense of like i don't know i really don't know what it i've met people now where they just didn't grow up with any religion or any faith at all like it just wasn't around them right and i'm and i'm fascinated just be like so then what how was the world explained to you because Mm. it's just my framework my framework is a christian framework and it's totally different than what was assigned to me when I grew up, like how I live it now. But I don't want to lie and try and be cool and be like, I don't give a shit about Jesus. Like, I don't care because totally. I because I do. It's just when I say that, like, I care about Jesus and I'm a person of faith. I think that it is different. But I think what's when cool. Other, you know, yeah, because yeah, like I I through my <laughs> feral pastor's wife through like this journey that Such I've a been great going name, on, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's a metaphor. But yeah, it, it, the people that I've met, like the progressive Christians that I've met, I know that they didn't grow up that way. Right. So I have a lot of respect. Like I their cool factor to me is is so much greater than like a nihilist because they've actually deconstructed their faith to the point where 
because like you weren't raised as a you know affirming christian or at least that wasn't the framework that was presented to you so the fact that you've given yourself space to evolve into that tells me there's critical like there's critical thinking there's not brainwashing happening that's that's i think that's kind of you to say i think it's i i just am i'm okay with not having an answer for things for my whole life yeah i'm just getting i'm just i think for a while and i think maybe that is where things get dicey and harmful is when people look at someone else or they look at themselves and they're like i need to have a concrete boundary for what it is to be human and why we're here Mm. and i don't know that you'll ever feel great with where you land because it's a really messy world and there's a lot of heartbreak but where i have found myself the most most frequently where i try and be is feeling hopeful about the all the good and the beauty that it is to be here as well as the heartache like i just i think that's sort of the beauty of queerness and why i view queerness as such a blessing in my life is because it really forced me to like look in the mirror and be like you Mm -hmm. get you're here once what do you want to do what do you want to be how do you want to treat people yeah don't fucking waste it trying to please people that never that, that are just doing stuff for you know it's just social constructs yep why we dress a certain way in church words that you're not allowed to say that were never in the bible which passages from the bible Mm. you know we listen to and not and who's allowed to teach and preach and you know but i look at then the teachings of jesus and i am inspired again to like look for that resilience and hope yeah and that is inspirational to me yeah inspirational is an oddly hard word to say (laughs) can i just say off the top we're also this is the last day of tour so if I seem, I feel like I'm ranting. If I seem like no, I'm like a no, I'm I'm loving it. Crazy I'm, person. No, no, I am. <laughs> it's because <laughs> I, I am. am. Bitch. Um. Okay. Yes. I I want to. I'm like trying to hit all the. All, we have. The, Grace was so kind in letting us squeeze this in between her. No. <laughs> sound check and her perfect. show. So. What else would we be doing? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do need to eat. But right. We'll, we'll point, get yeah, there. Probably. We'll get there. Sure. I do want to hit on the refinery twenty nine stuff because that's where I first saw you was when you you know in your state of grace era so basically grace hosted a series a couple years ago right yeah mm-hmm. like 2020 ish well we actually we that. were canceled in 2020 which is when i started so writing that. preacher's kid okay so it was 2019 but i think the episodes are still coming out in 2020 got yeah. it okay and that was through refinery 29 where you searched for answers to questions that were very controversial american mm-hmm. christian the broader american church culture didn't want to answer those mm-hmm. questions um including life-threatening dangers of gay conversion therapy what happens if you're transgender in church dangers of taking religion literally and I was rewatching some of them last night, and there was a moment in the dark reality of the Christian music industry where you spoke to Adam Palmer. I don't know if you remember this. He's a Christian artist, mm-hmm. and he laid out like the starter pack for the archetype oh my of gosh, person yes. who will be listening to CCM, yes, cr- contemporary I do remember Christian this. music. There was Becky, the soccer mom. Mm-hmm. There was Taylor, the abstinent, pure daughter. Mm-hmm. And then there was Austin, the angsty son. Mm-hmm. What is the similar music starter pack? <laughs> <laughs> um, the similar music starter pack? Okay. Well, we have to give them a name, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's go with... Uh, I, I think like a chosen name would be fun. A chosen name. A chosen name or... Uh, like it's like not the name that was assigned to you at birth, mm, right? Mm, mm. Um, because we're deconstructing. Right. So maybe we're going by something different. Um, this is, I can't think of any, I want to say like river. This is, wow. it's river. Yeah. Um, river was uh, huge in youth group, like the most popular kid in youth group. Yeah. And then uh, asked too many questions, mm-hmm. kind of fucked around and found out. <laughs> yeah. And then someone slipped river uh some of my music yeah and then so slipped them like a cd like a physical like oh a yeah i don't know disc. how we don't have physical copies of any of my music so i don't know so it would be a floppy disk <laughs> okay. a usb port yeah, yeah yeah of some illicit similar materials yeah, yeah uh river has um uh now i'm just gonna say gay stereotypes but like what what are the the uh the things that put on that you put on a belt a, a uh, carabiner a carabiner <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what you have with what like keys with keys um, with keys to the uh, 
really uh, like radical, inclusive coffee shop that they are the manager of, and everyone loves them. Which there. is called? And the coffee shop is called repent (laughs) ironically it's an ironic repent repent coffee that's beautiful um because sometimes you've had too much coffee and you repent it i did that today and i I thought i was going to shit myself i've i've had caffeine so our drummer um on this run who i'm obsessed with is this kid brody and he's also like a coffee connoisseur i don't know what the term is for that but like a sommelier for coffee oh well, yeah. I think he also has been a barista, mm. but he's a, like a sommelier for coffee. Yeah. He's taken us to some coffee joints that I swear were drugs. Like, I've been so caffeinated. I've been like, I think this is, we've overshot it. I'm high now. It's um when they put their hand behind their back and they kind of, they're like, <laughs> and they do the, what is that called? Oh, do you the, know what pour, the pour over. The pour a pour over. over. Yeah. yeah. That shit fucks me up. Yeah. I'm not the same after that. The drives have been different in the band. <laughs> 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 commented on one of my videos which is how we connected yeah i love this are you gonna ask me yeah is that okay yeah i've been thinking about okay, it okay i'm gonna push this forward okay. these are like 40 dollars off of amazon so they do okay, not sorry. pick up a lot okay um yeah 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 so it's my church right what oops I- i'm a mega church pastor mm-hmm. okay oops i'm a mega church pastor close your eyes and lean into your wildest fantasy you're the leader of a wildly popular megachurch with satellite <laughs> campuses all over the U.S. And what are you, what are your hands doing? I'm getting excited <laughs> for all my power. Yeah. Laser beams just shoot out yeah. of your hands. With satellite campuses all over the U.S. and over one billion members, you one shepherd billion? one billion. Okay. You shepherd your flock with wisdom and discernment. But this isn't like other churches. This is your church, and it shows. Are you there? Open your eyes. Okay. I'm there. What's your name? The name of my church is Clarity. Okay. What's your name? Oh, what's my name? Are you? You can take on a fictional persona. I'm Pastor Doug Stevens. (laughs) Who is that? It's who I am. Okay. The the head pastor of Clarity to you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Got it. Um, Okay. So Clarity, Pastor Doug Stevens, what do you look like? I... Well, we're going back to traditional biblical Christianity. So I am a uh, five foot seven man, um, but I identify as six feet tall. And I am in a full on button up suit, uh, tan though. So it's like I'm accessible. Like a a full suit, but it's a tan suit. It's not that serious. Yeah. But it's still like dress appropriately. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. So this is, you're taking this in a different direction than I thought you would. Where do you think I was going to go? I could go there too. I don't want to throw you off. Okay. I love it. Okay, so Doug Stevens is in a tan suit. (laughs) New members of Clarity. Well, actually, wait. Now let me think. Maybe he, maybe he's like, because I was going like 80s. But let me think contemporary. I like that though. Maybe. But also like, what are the, what else did like the, the. The, the mega church people wear. I maybe see I'm, you as maybe like, I'm a, in like a Tammy Faye character, Ooh, which Tammy, like yes. like heavy, just like every and like. Oh big. you. Oh okay. So we're going ladylike. Because I was thinking. If you like, want. I was. I could do that as well, but I won't know the lingo as much because I don't know makeup okay. and hair. Okay, stick with Doug Stevens. We'll do that Doug felt Stevens. natural for you. Okay. okay. But I do have shoulder pads on in the suit. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So new members of Clarity receive a gift bag. <laughs> What's in the gift bag? In the gift bag, we give people floss. <laughs> <laughs> we also give them, um, you know how you get those good news, those little mini good news Bibles, right? And it's just the Gospels. Like the tracks? No, it's like the mini, they're like little oh, mini yeah. Bibles, yeah, right? Yeah. And they give mm-hmm. them out sometimes on campuses because yeah. of all the heathens. Yeah. Um, but this is just, this would be, instead of the Gospels, it's just Revelations and Leviticus. Bing, bang, boom. That's what we're getting. So the hardest hitting The books. hardest hitting. Yeah. We're cutting right to the core. So floss and then <laughs> revelations. Floss because um, I just think it's a very, Doug Stevens, as Doug, mm-hmm. Pastor Stevens, it is a painful activity if you don't floss regularly. And that will remind you that if you are not studying the word, that's going to be painful for you. <laughs> 
if you floss regularly, if you read your are scripture you putting regularly. In, are you telling people that or yes. you're just letting them figure it out on their own? <laughs> it's a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. And then, and what else is in the gift bag? I think we would have a little notice about um, the dress code and maybe a discount to a local um, pizza place. Y- yeah. A local pizza place where they can, they would be encouraged to meet other church members for Bible studies and oh, stuff like after that. church. Oh, that's sweet. But then there also are their accountability buddies. Yeah. So doubles. It's like pizza and judgment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that cult in Chattanooga. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. No. Never mind. It's like a cult that runs this sandwich shop. I do know that one. Yeah. Did you see that also on TikTok? No. I think I saw just that. On, I, I saw that on just word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. I'm fascinated by yeah, the conversations. I'm in Nashville, so like, oh, yeah. you know, word travels quick up there. No, I've heard about that, but from TikTok. Yeah. I love that that's like an organic thing that happened to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never <laughs> been there, but I want to. Okay. You've just been informed that Chris Jenner, your church's top donor, has stopped attending. Instead, she plans to start attending your rival church across the street, First Assembly of the Vortex of Glory. How do you get her back? Mm, okay, so Chris Jenner loves loves a public display of affection. She loves social media. So I think that we drum up a really healthy scandal within the church that gets mm. us so much publicity like what the scandal sex scandal it's going to be a sex scandal yeah. and it's going to be a really raunchy sex scandal Ooh. that would actually be very normal for a lot of people but because we have really repressive views it's then bad yeah. um so it's just going to be it's going to be something like really like Christian raunchy, but other people are going to be like, I mean, if you did that in your private life, I wouldn't really care, right? Uh. So it's going to be that, but we're going to go to tens on it. We're Mm. doing the media circuit for it, right? And then (laughs) we get like a brand deal about healthy sexuality from it, and that's how... (laughs) What's the brand? (laughs) I don't know. No, I mean like we start rebranding as like we learn from the scandal. Okay, got (laughs) it. We get a brand deal with Trojan condoms. (laughs) No, we get like... So basically we have this sex scandal, but then we rebrand to show the growth, and then we win back the public affection, and we become like a super like sex positive but to be clear still sinister church and then mm-hmm. chris jenner comes back because she's like we're so popular now because we had the scandal and she can relate to having a scandal and then managing it and then would she out on come top. in to manage it no we would just she's show just attracted her attracted by the drama <laughs> yeah. she's like she's yeah like on her because radar. We're, our name is going to be in so many headlines that it would be oh. if we can spin it just well enough it would be a poor business move for her to not to not come back exact to be yeah. like look at how they handled that scandal with grace and now they're so sex positive they're like yeah. sexy in a christian way now yeah you know that oh my god that's genius <laughs> i love it it's a sunday morning and you're getting ready to preach as you're lacing up your dolce and gabbana calf 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 skin sneakers your assistant pokes their head in and lets you know your accountant has found some numbers that aren't adding up Uh uh-oh you've embezzled over fifty thousand dollars again but you know you'll never make it in prison what's your move okay as doug stevens you know we blame someone else we probably blame the assistant that's all you got to do, mm. right? But the accountant, like, oh, this is oh. all in writing. There's a paper trail oh, in, there's here. There's a paper trail? Yeah. Okay. Because I was just going to go with the gaslighting and denying, right? I you feel can like that's do a, that. And that'll get you far. <laughs> maybe far like, enough. You really, I think I kind of want to bank on that. I mean, I think there are enough. Murder him? Oh. I, no, I don't think I would Yeah, murder. let's not. I wasn't I don't think Doug is a that. murderer, but I do think mm. that. Doug is going to throw a lot of people under the bus mm. to to get off free. He's going to say his like email was hacked. Like a literal bus? Maybe a church bus. <laughs> but no, I'm... <laughs> no, back he, to murder. Back to murder. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work, then it's murder. <laughs> if you're like default, it's always like, plan B could always be murder. It really can. And if plan A doesn't work, there's always murder. Enough people have gotten away with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Process that? Mm-hmm. Great. You're a New York Times best-selling author of Blank, The Guide to Blank. Mm-hmm. Ooh, for, from Doug Stevens? Yeah. I'm the pastor of a megachurch, and I'm the New York Times bestseller of... Uh, of... Just Say No, The Guide to Porn. <laughs> <gasps> I bet it exists. It probably Don't you does. Think? Yeah. Yikes. I like that. Just say no. 
Have you thought about just saying no? So what's in it? If it's just saying no, why are there? (laughs) Why is there? So it's a picture book, and it what it walks you through is different examples of how people on the street could present you with porn, um, and how you just say no, you just turn it down, and different opportunities when a chat pops up. If in the chat, you know, I was like, hey, sexy singles in your area. Yeah. You're just gonna go ahead and type in that chat. No, thank you. That's you, what you t- type in the chat. You, no, o- you open you. it up. Automatically it says, starts a conversation. <laughs> it says uh, hot milfs just around the corner and you type in no, no, thank, no you. thank you, yeah. but God bless. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, they need Go saving too. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> in this world, yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. You receive a phone call. It's seven-time Grammy award-winning artist Simler. They excitedly tell you they're opening up a theme park and want you to come and speak at the ribbon-cutting ceremony, as well as receive a key to the city. What city? We don't know. What are you wearing, and what are some key points you're making in your speech? Well, first of all, I'm not going, because Semler, okay. Semler is, we don't trust this artist. I know, it doesn't really make sense in this world. I would never go. I just I just wanted to manifest it. Yeah, what I would be go- what I would be wearing, I'd be wearing a protest shirt, and I would probably be wearing a police barricade out front because I'm not allowed to get closer. Okay. Do you don't think entrance. after the Chris Jenner thing though, maybe they're like a little bit more open? No, because see, that's how they trick you. They're like super. They're oh. sex positive, but in like a within the context of a heterosexual <laughs> yeah. marriage type way. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, damn it! I, I know. Yeah. Fuck, that sucks. Okay. It sucks for Semler have really missed out on having a good friend and pastor doug stevens okay here's the question what theme park are you opening up mm, like as me yeah or like as the pastor as you as me i was opening up a theme park you know one of my i had a very formative experience at this theme park called wallaby in belgium they had this uh my favorite so ride wait, did you live in belgium too mm-hmm. okay it's okay. like a swing set but it like lifts up and it spins. It's like a really high swing set, and you know it spins you around. Yeah. Um, you know that's an everywhere thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the time theme. You're like, I gotta get back to. Belgium. I gotta get back to that theme park. <laughs> it was the one swing that they had. <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying. I want to be clear before I tell you about the theme that that's the type of ride okay. I want. Nothing okay. that makes you like sick, sick, but th- things that make you want to like giggle and hold hands, yeah. right? Yeah. So that. Um, okay, the theme. Ooh, classic horror movie villains mm. like vampires, mm. werewolves, Frankenstein, mummies. But it's not so it's not so scary. You can like bring a date. My wife doesn't really like horror movies. Yeah. But it's something that you could still bring a loved one to. Yeah. Um something Have you I, seen those movies together? Yeah, we'll watch classic ones. Okay. But the They're ones not that, that scary. The, like conjuring and the more yeah. recent stuff she can't watch. Yeah. So something where you can like have a sp- it's like a spooky type of theme park but it's not too halloweeny and we're more yeah. leaning into like classic horror and like movies and i love that do you have people walking around dressed up like them or is no. it just no just the, the rides are just na- it's once <laughs> again rides. a metaphor they <laughs> yeah. have to pick up on yeah on like just own. the rides are like named something fun for them yeah but i don't want because then it could be scary it's important that you can bring like dates there for some yeah. reason I maybe kids park- is it kid friendly no Okay. <laughs> it's actually so for a really, adults that don't this is a really bad business model. It's really just a for adults who'd like to bring a loved one who doesn't partake in horror. They like spooky sexy, but yeah, not spooky, like sexy. scary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. I like that. Yeah, but no kids. For okay. Sure. <sighs> okay. You're brainstorming ideas. So I thought about this because I was listening to your music last night and I was crying and laughing at oh, your no. youth group song. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It just feels like such a weirdly universal experience. Do you know that one started on TikTok? No. I, I'll show you um, when we're done recording, but like it, I was seeing the exvangelical hashtag and I was seeing people have these conversations and I really wanted to sort of join in. Yeah. And so I wrote that just to put it up on TikTok and the response to it encouraged me to include it on Preacher's Kid, but it was just a TikTok song. The latter really? part, like the more serious part at the end, Yeah. I, I wrote as an afterthought okay that's 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 lore that's adding to the lore i i yeah i was just listening to i didn't know that started on tiktok but i was listening to it and i was like damn this really did happen to everyone didn't it we all had the same youth group same experience experience. yeah okay so as doug as pastor doug you're brainstorming ideas for the annual youth summer camp it's the same every year so this time to mix things up you think it would be fun for all the kids to blank <laughs> um, it's the same every year, 
So I think this year it would be good for the kids to rather than separate the guy. I don't know. Did you have this where they separate the guys and the girls into different groups? Always. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, Exclusively. Yeah. We're just, we're throwing it all in. We're airing everything out. No, it's all, it's a whole co-ed um, What do you mean camp. we're throwing it all in? Like any conversation that there, that we'd be having with the boys or yeah. with the girls, we have it in front of all of them. See, this is why I like Doug. You like Doug? Yeah. I'm trying to make him unlikable, but I can tell you're rooting that, for him. Yeah, I am. But well, yeah. that decision is like pretty... I mean, I think that needs to happen. Yeah. Because right now for like sex talks, they'll split the girls and the guys up and the guys will talk about porn and the girls will talk about modesty. Well, that I think you're lucky. I mean, not lucky, but I think that that's even more thorough than some of my experiences. I remember one time we had mm-hmm. a modesty talk. We split off guys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a modesty talk and then we heard back from the guys and they just played soccer. <laughs> like they were just like hanging out. It's like it's not even. An it issue. wasn't even like, a thing. Figure it out. They were just goofing around. I was like, God damn it! Yeah. Like, we- no, ours were were the guys talked about porn, and I think they not in my experience, but someone told me that they handed condoms out to the guys, mm. but then the girls were told cover up. So I'm like, who were they using the condoms with? Mm. If like all the women are being told, you know, mm. it's so it's it's bad. It's bad. So you want them all lumped together. Yeah, we lump them all together. We force them all to experience the same awkward conversations so that that way, even so that everyone is equally embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No soccer for the boys. No soccer for anyone. No sports. No, as a matter of fact, there there are no games No there. games. There are only talks. Yeah, we, what, this, this year at summer camp, we're going to cut it with any icebreakers and see what shakes out. Yeah. Like, what if you just jump right in? <laughs> no icebreakers. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you know how they do those icebreaker games and they'd be like, okay, like, like zip, zap, boop. It's like you're doing oh, yeah. improv for the first half of yeah. a youth group. Yeah. You cut it out and you immediately get to James Six or something like that. <laughs> I guess that's just okay. church at that point. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I mean, that's all, that's all church camp is. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's icebreakers and then sexuality talks and then like sports it's like little intermission it's like mental intermissions between church yeah is what it to is to make it palatable for yeah. a whole week to like break it up a yeah little bit. and it's then like bite-sized the church. last day they'll have like a huge like crying worship service did you ever yeah. have that i actually never went to what was like announced to be a cry night like i've heard about cry nights yeah. from other people but i never went to something where that was like where they knew going in like people would refer to it as like this is cry night i never had that okay but there would be like services or gatherings where it was like this was this was i don't think anyone called it cry night for us it was just like everyone was so drained at the end of the week that we just knew i we were really good because i was a worship leader and so i was leading cry night and i was like we're gonna milk it boys really yeah (laughs) would you have those talks like in the lead up to it we would say things along the lines of like oh this is gonna be like an emotional one right yeah which to me was like this is it. This is Here crying eye, baby. This crying eye. Would, would, did you know, like, levels-wise as a performer, like, things to, like, stay on and, like, how, how would you, like, riff and drag things out? Like, you can really kind of tell the pulse of a totally, crowd in that totally. way. Totally. So I would do hand movements, like, mm-hmm. or, like, yeah, yeah. Like, to the band. I was a vocalist. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wasn't, like, playing anything, but I would kind of, I would direct um, and I would do a lot of like improvisational, like mm-hmm, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You sound like it sounds like the opening of a Britney Spears song. It was. <laughs> I wish it sounded like that. It was like, but it was in front of a bunch of thirteen-year-olds, and so they're just like blinking at me. But then the last night they would cry. Yeah. Well, also thirteen. I think about a lot of experiences between the ages of th- thirteen and fifteen. It's a really tricky age to be in because everything that you're experiencing, you're experiencing it for the first time. So mm-hmm. what do you mean? Well, when you love someone, when you're like falling in love or you're figuring out navigating sexuality, like it's like it feels just you have no reference point for it. Yeah. So it's so heightened. Yeah. You experience that that feeling of being like wrapped up in prayer like of a whole group of people collectively praying about some the same thing that Mm -hmm. energy in a room you're experiencing it for the first time you're at a 10 you know Mm -hmm. i now have been to 
in church environments and things, especially like it's kind of interesting now to go to. It's not very frequent, but it does happen because I'm not like scared of going to church. And sometimes people will invite me to stuff that I think they won't think I'll go to. But I want to go like to tap in just to like not not I'm not looking to um, like, I don't know. I'm not going to be like doing an altar call or something. But sometimes I just wonder, like, what is this world like? You know, it feels so. So do you go to church? Like what's because I know you, you I, relationship. I with... have. OK. In Like I have since deconstruction 2020 preacher's kid through me for a lot of loops i wouldn't say i'm currently attending a church but i also have attended certain services when there's been like a speaker that i'm interested in okay i i re- that's an that's one of those things that i'm figuring out right now yeah. like as we go and something that lizzie and i my wife were, were talking about like what does what do we want our relationship to be with organized religion that right. is like that is something i'm really wrestling with yeah and i don't know yeah. so i can't i can't be like i do attend church or i don't attend church i feel like i'm kind of in this middle ground and i have been to services where, that i've really enjoyed and i've also since this been to services where i was like i should not have been here i don't i kind of forced myself yeah. to do this and i didn't want to be here and i hate being here and i'm having a panic attack so it, oh. we're in the middle of it um yeah but i but i've gone to some of the now that I'm older, I've been to some of the more like mega churchy, like very traditional, even traditional evangelical. No, I know what you mean. And, and it's interesting. I can like see it now and I can be like, I understand how this hit when I was 15. I understand how when I was like 15 years Doesn't old. Doesn't it feel triggering though? Um, For me, it is like I start disassociating from my body. Oh, I definitely, I definitely um, feel it's, I, I feel like walls go up. Yeah. To, to protect myself. For me also, I forget because I'm so fortunate with all the love and support in my life and, and where I live. I forget sometimes how I look and I like how people perceive me. Mm. Um, and then you'll go into like a Christian environment. Like I went to um, the Dove Awards and I had... Sorry, I wanted a, to touch on that. Yeah. yeah and, and, uh, and I had a really like a, overwhelmingly a very positive experience. But I also had moments where I forget when I walk into a, a room. That it's like a thing for people to be like, you know, that just, and it's, it's, it's a very yeah. micro thing. Right. Um, but you can tell. And yeah. You feel and so, and so but you. I'm, but I'm, but I also am, have been working a lot on myself and getting and becoming more secure. And so I have like, when those, I feel those walls come up, I think that's a good thing because mm-hmm. I'm able to remind myself of like, there's nothing wrong with you. Like that, that's the thing. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm always going to have the same neuro pathways and my friend who's here can assure you that we have some of the <laughs> same conversations now as we did when I was much younger. <laughs> she was like, and, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I still have those neuro pathways of like, there's something wrong with me. Everyone secretly hates me. Like, I don't know if those will ever go away, but at least now I have the tools and the kindness and compassion for myself to meet it yep. and be like, no, 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 that I hear you. I understand you're a kid. Like that kid's always there. Yep. And that's what is makes me mad about a lot of stuff but but i'm like the adult now and i can tell you that there's nothing wrong with me right and don't let someone looking at you in a type of way feel weird to sit next to you or something like don't they're wrong they're wrong there's nothing wrong with you that's so much easier said than done yes so the dove awards so i just i'm trying to like wrap my head around this and correct me if I'm wrong you <laughs> surpassed like you surpassed Lauren Daigle right on the very charts. briefly it's not a competition it's not but, but it, it does was very brief shot it was Freud. very briefly it was like three days or something okay but point being you were immensely successful and the Dove Awards did not invite you to attend but you went I on did your go. own I did go on my own my friend got tickets um he's a really he's a really cool guy and he's also been kind of filming documenting certain parts of this story um along the way like since before i even put out preacher's kid he was just interested in some of the music i was writing on tiktok yeah and he was like i just got his tickets like let's just go i was not eligible for a dove award and i understand why it's been explained to me i didn't have the certain credentials that i needed and I understand why that is. And what I can tell you now is that it's a new year. Mm. I received the information that we needed, and I'm happy that we did. Mm. And um, 
I have not yet released the best music of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm okay with it. You know, yeah. I, I think that like getting to meet people like you and getting to have opportunities, getting to still go to the Dub Awards, it wasn't in the way that I might have liked, but it is, you know, it is what it is. And you, you take that and I'm going to adapt and I remain inspired and motivated and just like ready to um, keep going. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I'm not bitter about it. You know, yeah. I, I like to be funny about it on the internet. It is yeah. funny. I think they know it's funny too. Yeah. And I think in time it will be funnier, okay. but it's not, it'll be okay because, because it just will, you know, yeah. it's just, I didn't stop writing after Preacher's Kid and Late Bloomer. Right. And I don't think also that the people that are finding our voices and our platforms and sharing our stories and looking for something different and something better we're only finding each other more. That's not slowing down. Right. Right? So it's okay. You know, it's yeah. all right. And I'm excited. I'm really excited. You have stuff It's planned? a whole new year. Big stuff planned. Oh, my gosh. I guess I, you can't even think about it right now, though, right? I, I can think about it because this is our last mm. show of mm. this run. Right. And it's kind of the last show of this era of, like, Preacher's Kid and Late Bloomer and Stages. This is the last time that I'll be performing just these songs. I think the next time I come out and do shows, it'll be when the new music has started to come. Okay. And I'm just really, really excited about that because I have been I've just I've just been writing some of my favorite stuff and working with some people that I'm so excited about. That's awesome. And I'm ready to kick off that new era and it's the top of the year. It's the top of 2023. It feels the energy about this year feels really special. Yeah. And I think that the reason why I'm not bitter about, you know, everything with the dubs and just that, that sort of like recognition or acknowledgement within yeah. Christian music is because if that was the end of my story, if I thought that was like where I would be ending and leaving off, maybe I would be like, oh man, I, I wish that we would have had more of a, a moment, right? Or more of an invitation or something like yeah. that. But it's, we're just getting started. Totally. You know, this is this is really just the beginning and I'm just really excited to be able to And be for doing this, this to be the beginning... Like, you toured with Reliant K. Have you? Like, did that? I can't. They're so cool. Do you realize, though? I I definitely, I had a moment, the very first show, after I'd done my set, because I was so, like, laser focused on just, I really wanted to just do a good job. Yeah. Um, I was so, they've just been the kindest of people to me, truly. And um, you really also talk about letting your actions speak I think because I think that there was a lot of people sort of wondering about a lot of those bands we grew up in in Christian circles about what they believe and what they stand Mm -hmm. for and I think that's just a testament to the type of people and artists they are that they took a real chance on me you know and the first show did my set I was like I was like I'm gonna do these guys proud like I just really wanted to put on a good show I really just I know that not everyone there is gonna know me or even like me but I just wanted to be in service to the show yeah once I had, I felt pretty good about that, even though I was very nervous, um, I got to watch from like the back of the room with like a mask and my hat on. And I had this moment when they played this song that was like huge to me in my childhood. It was just like such a mega song for me. Mm. It was, um, oh my gosh, I can't, it was like, well, uh, hatchet. I think you know what I'm getting at. I find it so upsetting that. No, yeah. I don't hate you. What's don't that called? Fight you. It's a, it's, you know, I don't even tell. It's a funny emo name. It's not even in the song. It's okay. like, which do we ditch the hatchet or the grudge or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. I'm butchering. I can't, I'm blanking on it right now. I remember watching them perform it. I was just crying because it felt like in, if I really look for moments like this where you can kind of hug your younger self yeah, because yeah. they were only doing the best that they could with what they had, the information they had. And and it's been hard for me <laughs> it's been it's hard for me to find compassion for that kid a lot of the time because i get embarrassed about the the things that i wish i'd handled differently and i was really hard on myself and i think having that moment of being able to like witness this song as the person that i've always known myself to be but i was so fucking scared to be who i am yeah um was really powerful because it was like just hugging this kid back of like you're if you if you can just find it within yourself to be yourself it will be okay if you just take your time because i know it's going to feel really scary but if you can find it within yourself to be yourself i as an adult i will take care of you um can i tell you (laughs) that this is one of those moments for me (laughs) is it yeah (laughs) i'm gonna cry i was i 
wanted to give you a silly podcast and now we're just crying. No, no. It's but I, I think people need to hear it and it's so true. It's like those moments where you think about the kid that you were and you're just like, Man, they would be so proud of me right now. Like mm-hmm. it's it's to be fully self recognized and authentic is the most brave thing you can do and it, it is it leads you places, mm-hmm. you know? It leads you places. Following your inner inner north star that's so corny but no i know (laughs) what i mean and but because in in those moments it feels like the request is impossible it was for so long i was writing songs and i was so private about it and there were certain subjects specifically my religious upbringing and Mm -hmm. questions about my faith and queerness i just wouldn't really touch i'd rather write sort of a non-gendered love song than touch anything that was real to me because it just I didn't know it was on the other side of that fear I really didn't know it was on the other side of that fear Mm. and it was the same thing with just with gender and presentation I was so scared you know one of the first things I would say I don't I might have even said this to Haley who's now fully a character in this episode even though she's (laughs) off off screen (laughs) I think when I would come out to people I'd be like I'm gay but don't worry I'm not going to be too gay like I was like, don't worry, it's not gonna get what that. Do you mean? I don't know what I meant, but there was something mm. about like if I if I was too much, if I was myself too much, that there was something that could be too much about me. Yeah, and that people wouldn't like it anymore. Yeah, you know, and that I wouldn't have friends or support, or for some reason that would dis- disqualify me if I was myself too much. Totally. And I think that that is a space that I was operating from that fear for a long time because mm. I didn't know it was on the other side of it. And I couldn't guarantee that there would be love. Um, you just, you couldn't guarantee it. You just had to kind of hope for it. And it's scary. But I found in those moments, the love that you lose is usually supplemented by the love that you gain from being your full self. I completely agree with you. And But learning that lesson, the yeah. first time you learn it, then you start to believe it. Right. Because if someone told you that, you wouldn't you believe wouldn't. it. You'd no. be like, there's no way. If I lose this person, I'm fucked. Yeah. I can't lose this. Per- I can't lose these relationships. I can't lose this community. I can't. I can't. I can't. Right. And then in a very real way for me, like when it happened, when like kind of almost like worst case scenario, like happened and you have to sort of stare at it and you look at what's left and you're like, actually, there's stuff left. Yeah. Actually, there's stuff left. Yeah. And it, then it makes you start sort of to believe a little bit more of like, all right, let me let me challenge this a little bit more. Because you'll find that a lot of it was conditional love. Yeah. That you were taught to believe was unconditional. Yep. But it was conditional. Right. And once you sort of just like test that, you the, the real friendships and the real love does stay. And, that, and then you become even that just more certain and secure in that. Yeah. You know? Because also by pretending to be something else, you are unknowingly alienating the chosen family and friends that you could be having in your authenticity mm-hmm. it's oh it's so true mm-hmm. i also we're running out of time i don't want to press press oh. press your time limit but i flies. did i know this has been so fun thanks again for for doing this we're doing a show later or something I, I don't know. <laughs> i'm so excited to see it um i do i did want to ask one more thing mm-hmm. because i have a lot of queer friends and listeners who are either in this space or have been in this space before and what can queer people of faith do to sustain themselves despite the hate that they receive from people in their own communities? Or what advice would you have for them? I know it's a loaded question. Well, I've actually gotten the opportunity to talk to a few people who are in this place recently on on tour. And so I'm trying to imagine like if there's someone in front of me right now asking this question, like what I would tell them because it's come up a little bit. I think the, the first thing that I would say is that I am just so, so proud of you. I'm so proud of you because I know how scary it is just to be in a space where you can acknowledge that it's hard because you're challenging something. Like you are doing something right now. You are choosing a life and a path and you are choosing yourself in a way that I think a lot of us we're not really raised to do, and that's gonna feel really unnatural, but that I'm really proud that you're doing it. For finding support, I think it's really beautiful that so many of us, like the, I would say the vast majority of people have someone in their life that, that gives them unconditional love, mm. that they can think of 
can be your grandmother, it can be a friend, it can be your partner, it can be um, a sibling, your mom, your it doesn't matter. It can be a, a wide variety of people, and I feel so fortunate that I do have a few. You can think of people who love you unconditionally, and I think really reaching out and, and forging those connections with those people so that you don't feel like a little buoy in what we're working through. Instead, you build like a little raft, and then it mm. feels less intimidating mm. because this this thing like it comes in waves and you do you can't you can't really do it on your own mm. and I know it's intimidating to ask for support but I think that is a key finding community and I think another thing that's been helpful for me is resources and information and education because a lot of times people will come at you with uh, purported Jesus facts about who you are and how you should be and how you should live. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, although I lately have not been in the business of proof texting my life to people who hate me, but sometimes it might be helpful. So that could be another thing that people can explore. But just overwhelmingly, please be proud of yourself because it is really significant that you are investing in your worth. Please keep doing that. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you and for having me. Yeah. Cannot wait to see the show. Guys, check out Simler's music. Is there anything else that we can do to support you? No, I'm just really excited for the new music and the new year. So yeah. thank you for all the support. Um, I really am fortunate to have found some wonderful people through what I get to do. And I can't wait to show you what's in store. It's going to, these shows are going to go crazy when the new music comes out. So I'm just really excited. I'm just so excited. Okay.